0: now? Okay, I'm sorry. Y'all can have a seat. (laughs) Uh, Today we're going to get to see a video of um, kind of a short view of what we experienced on the ski retreat. Uh, 2018 uh, ski retreat was uh, called Chosen and we told the youth that they were chosen and later on today I'm going to share with you how you were chosen. So enjoy the video. Uh, first of all, I want to thank all our adult leaders and chaperones for going and, and uh, taking care of our youth. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, I want to thank Caleb for leading worship. He did an awesome job. He always does. And Christian for creating the video for us. So just give him a round of applause. All right. So please pray with me. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for this awesome privilege that it is to uh, come up and, and proclaim your word, Lord. Father, I pray that you come and fill this place with your spirit, Lord. May you flood this place, Lord. Lord, we love you and we want to see you today. For us in Christ's name we pray. And everybody says? Amen. Amen. So before I told you, the thing was chosen. And uh, that comes from the verse um, in uh, Ephesians 1. Now they said it a few times in there, but I chose these few verses to go over. So if you got a Bible, you can break it out. You might want to take some notes. You never know when the Lord urges you to take down some notes, right? All right. uh, Woo! I can barely see that. All right. uh, So it says, "For he was chose for you. He chose you, us, and him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us uh, and adopted us as sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance to his pleasure and his will. You see, he chose us to be adopted through Christ." It was his for his pleasure and his will that we be washed over with the blood of Christ and become heirs, sons and daughters of Christ. So you were chosen. Now, Paul was speaking to the Ephesians. And after he said, hey, he went and took him the gospel and you are you've been saved when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But what happens after that? This is what he said in the Ephesians one thirteen. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed in him, you were marked with a seal. Now, Jesus says, when you are his and you were in his hand and no one can pluck you out. No one can pluck you out. But see, God goes on top of that and said, I'm going to seal you in him. When you surrender to him, the Holy Spirit seals you. You are his. Can't be plucked out of his hand. Amen. So Paul was Paul was bringing the gospel to the Ephesians. A few things happened in the life of the Ephesians while Paul was there uh, preaching the gospel. A few things. First of all, they heard the gospel and now believed it to be true. That was the first thing. They heard the gospel. Secondly, rather than rejecting the message that the, uh, the gospel, like most of the Jews did. They believed it. They heard it. And they believed in their hearts. And third, when they believed, they were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Just like you are. Just like our youth are. And that's what I was telling them on this trip. You are sealed in Christ. You have been chosen. You are an heir now because you are washed in the blood. Amen? Now, here we are. What does all this mean? It means that you know Christ. That you know Christ. And guess what? Here at All Souls, we are really good at knowing Christ. We are. And that's not boasting. It's just truth. It's not boasting when it's the truth. I mean, any given Sunday, you're going to hear the gospel preached up here. Right? On Wednesday nights, they're going to teach about the the Word of God in the classes. Adult classes, children's classes, youth. We're teaching the gospel. Whether we be on men's retreats or small, uh, small groups, women's retreats. Whitey got a Bible study up here on Tuesdays that he does. And the Word of God is proclaimed. We are good at knowing Christ here. Amen? Amen. And it's not boasting. It's just the truth. But uh, here is our mission statement. Who knows our mission statement here? Mary? To know Christ and to make Him known. So we are really good at knowing Christ. What comes next? Making him known. Making him known. And it's funny because the Lord convicted in my heart as I started to work on the sermon. And he asked me a question, I'm going to ask y'all that same question. How are you doing at making Christ known? Boy, he convicted my heart. And it's funny because I've been praying to the Lord, Lord, give me something. What do I need to do for Lent? Now, Lenten season's coming up. And everybody likes to give up something, right? Somebody may give up chocolate. Who likes to give up chocolate in here? Who's giving up? Nobody? Okay, okay, no. Oh, a few people. Uh, Whatever you give up, it's great. But I was asking the Lord, what am I going to take on? And he told me this. How are you doing with making the kingdom known? How are you doing with that? So I looked up some verses. And this is what Jesus said. He was hanging out with his, his disciples. And Jesus did that a lot. Just hung out with his disciples, right? He did. And it says, uh, he told them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to the whole creation. Now, was this a suggestion? No. Guess what? Back in the days when a king would say, go, it was a command. It was law. When they wrote something down, the king stamped it with his ring and it was done. That's what you did. And Jesus says, go. He wasn't asking them to go. He was telling them to go. He was compelling them to go. Y'all agree with that? But it wasn't just for the disciples. Oh, no. Now, I'm going to tell you a short story. Go and preach the gospel, right? Everybody can't stand up here and preach the gospel. You know, we're not all professional Christians like Brooke, right? Or Whitey or Larry or Charles. We're not. But we're still called to preach the gospel. So how do we do that? How do we preach the gospel in our lives? We live it, right? I met this man. And uh, when I met him, there was something about him. There was something special about him. And I couldn't place my finger on it. It was the first time I met him. But it was something. The first time I met him. And as I started to know him and, and, and uh, be around him more, spend more time, it just become, maybe I see it more and more. And guess what? I wanted what he had. I didn't, still didn't know what it was. But I wanted it. Well, after some more years and getting to know this guy, I realized that it was Jesus that was in him that I wanted. I wanted the Jesus that he had. You see, it was pouring out of him. It was a bright light. I mean, and every time I'm around him, it was a bright light. And it still is to this day. That man is sitting in this room. It's my father. I love him. He walks in the light. He lives a life. And when you see him, you see Christ in him. He's preaching the gospel without saying a word. Sorry to embarrass you, Dad. It's just true. But we're also to proclaim the word of God to people. We walk in the light so they can see us in the light and they see Jesus in us. But we're also to tell them about Jesus. Now, here in Romans, Paul did a great abridged version of Of presenting the gospel. It's very simple. I mean, anybody in this room can do it. Now, there are two people in this room that I know that if they had to stand up here and preach the gospel, they would probably just pass out or just explode. I mean, I just, they know who they are. They would probably just die up here. You know who you are. Uh, But we don't all have to do that. We live that life and then we proclaim the word when we have an opportunity, when we've built relationships. And relationship doesn't mean you had to know somebody for 10 years in a relationship. You know, clerks, you know, cashiers that you go to the grocery store all the time, ladies, and y'all see the same people. Proclaim the gospel to them. Paul has a quick way right here to do that. All right, no, that's not it. <laughs> all right, so once y'all are getting it back, Romans 10 says this Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you profess it with your mouth, That Jesus is Lord. And you believe in your heart. That God raised him from the grave. Then you will be saved. Right? Just simply proclaiming it. With your mouth. You see out of your heart. You are blessed because you believe. And you are justified through that. All right. Not working. i got to pull my phone out. That's okay. Again, the simple way to do it. All oh, we're back up. There we go. <laughs> Funny how these things work. If you believe it in your heart and you speak it with your mouth, then you are saved. Amen? It's not that hard. Hey, guess what? If you say Jesus is Lord and you believe it in your heart that, that God raised him from the grave, you're what? Is that hard? No. And you can say that to anybody. Now, if they want to hear more of the gospel, then you expound on that. But it's very simple. It really is. Oh, this is great. I got to tell y'all. Last Sunday, I was here in this church and I was hearing the word of God. And Charles Baylor was preaching. Thank you, Charles, for the word of God that he preached. We got some godly men in this place and godly women, too. Uh, but this scripture was read last week and it convicted my heart. Again, I was asking the Lord, God, what am I to do for Lent? And this scripture came uh, Sunday morning. Uh, it was being read and it just it was like a spear that pierced me. And this is what Paul says. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast since I am compelled to preach the gospel. You see, he's compelled because Christ said it in, in, in Mark sixteen, fifteen, go and preach the gospel to the entire world, all of it, all of creation. And it says, uh, For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast. You see, it's not boasting when it's true. Jesus died and rose from the grave. That is the truth. That is what Paul spoke. When it's the truth, it's not boasting. But he goes on to say this, and this is what y'all need to listen to. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Woe to me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I do preach the gospel, I have a reward. If I don't preach the gospel, I'm mistrusting. I'm um, I'm not listening to what the Lord has entrusted me with. Do you know you you are entrusted? You are entrusted with the great knowledge of Christ crucified. This is awesome right here. All right, just say just say James Russo. Somebody gave James Russo a bunch of money. I mean, a bunch of money. I'm talking billions, right? And I just come and I start handing out billions of dollars. He goes, "A billion dollars for you." And for you, you want a billion dollars, All right. a billion dollars and a billion dollars for you and you. And, and and then I give it to everybody in Mandarin a billion dollars. I know you're saying, why does he keep saying a billion dollars? Well, because millions is not enough anymore, right? Just not enough. So I'm giving out billions of dollars to everybody in Jacksonville and in the state of Florida and then the United States and in the world. And I've given a billion dollars to everybody. It pales in comparison to the knowledge of knowing Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? We can give you the world and it means nothing compared to knowing Jesus Christ. And we have been entrusted with that information. There are people out there who need this. I need it. You needed it. If you were saved and sitting in the seat today, you were lost before. And see, back then, you didn't know that you, what you didn't know. If you don't know, you don't know that you don't know, right? But if you know, then you know that you know that you know. But we, we want those people to know that they know. I know that I know. But We have something special. You see, you have been chosen. You and you and you have been chosen to do this great work. Of proclaiming the gospel. You see, each and every one of you who are saved, you have been given the great work of proclaiming the gospel to those who don't know it. You see, we've been entrusted with a knowledge that will forever set the captives free. Don't hold on to that. Give it away. And Paul said in there, guess what my reward is? I had to go back. It's small, right? I'm very sorry. But he says, What then is my reward? Just this that preaching the gospel, I may offer it freely to those who don't know. Giving that billion dollars away is a fantastic thing to do. Guess what? If you had a billion dollars and gave it to somebody, rock their whole world. But you show them Christ. And it surpasses anything you could ever give him here that's worth any value on earth. Amen. Don't hold on to it. You've been given a job to do. Don't shy away from it. Don't back down. Step into what God has given you freely. We have a knowledge. We've been entrusted with the knowledge of Christ crucified. It is an awesome gift and an amazing responsibility. That we have in proclaiming the word of God. Don't shy away from it. Now my prayer for you. For everybody in this room. For all the people who believe and know in Christ. And have been sealed. That you would go and preach the gospel. Now we have Lent coming up. And God convicted my heart that I need to go and proclaim the gospel. During this Lenten season. Now I'm just hoping. I'm praying that God convicts your heart to go and preach the gospel during this time of Lent. If you don't take on anything, devote to somebody that you're going to go and proclaim the gospel to them. If it's just one person, I pray that God sears that onto your heart. I hope He doesn't hold back either. I hope He makes it uncomfortable for you. Right, really. And if you're good at it, go do it. If you're not good at it, go do it. Amen? Because He didn't ask us to do it. He commanded us to go and preach the gospel and set the captives free. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.